0: Welcome back to the Who is Will Sims podcast, and we have a special episode today. I kind of filmed this on the fly, wasn't really planning on it, but the, uh, the Game Awards was the other night, and I, uh, I'm probably a little behind on the news, but I would try to, since I'm uploading my first episodes on Sunday, I'm going to be a few days behind on this, but I like being a part of the zeitgeist, though, you know most news feels like bad news to discuss, you know, unless you want to stir up a bunch of trouble. But, you know, I feel like I'm I'm a gamer. I've always liked video games. It's not like a huge part of my life, you know, but I like to do it when I can. And uh, the Game Awards was a cool thing. I got to check it out. Um, I haven't seen many of the ones in the past year, so this is kind of a, you know, a newer, experience uh, watching this live. But it was, uh, it was a good time. I really appreciated seeing what was coming up. Um, there were a few games I'm really excited about. I'm um, not as worried about, I wasn't as concerned about who was winning what. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, this game should have won game of the year. That game should have won game of the year. I mean, I haven't played all the games, so I wouldn't know. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to look at it from one side when you've only played a couple of the games. But Baldur's Gate looked really good. Um, I don't know much else about it other than it looked good. Uh, I did play Resident Evil 4. I have Tears of the Kingdom sitting here, but I haven't touched it yet. You know, I've been kind of – I'm hoping to get to it this winter, but, you know, it's one of those games, you know, when you dive into it, you got to dive into it. So, you know, congrats to Baldur's Gate and all the other games that won awards. I did notice the uh, how quickly it felt like a lot of uh, speeches got shut down by the by the music playing them off. You know, it felt like they were like, they would get the award, but all right, yeah, I want to thank my mom and my dad. And then the music would start like, like come on, give them like a little bit more time. You know, it is an award show, not a trailer show, but, you know, it's one of them things I think... uh you know the, let them try to refine it hopefully next time they'll they'll figure out a way to balance it a little bit better that's the real trick is is balancing it um before i talk about the game awards i definitely want to talk about the gta trailer cuz i know a lot of people are excited about that um i've never played any grand theft auto games but i've seen tons of videos um they they look great they look like a lot of fun hoping that uh Maybe if this one if the hype is real, you know i'll I'll get to play that, and maybe I'll go back and play the other ones. Um, I do have a twitch channel, but I don't get on there too too often. Uh, maybe if this takes off, I'll try to stream a little bit more when I'm playing i mean i play I play video games on a right on a pretty regular basis, but I don't always stream it, so if uh if people want to get on there and interact, that'll be cool. Also, the int- I want to talk about the intro music for a second because I'm sure, uh, if anything, you know, anyone's like, what's going on with this this music that's leading in? Um, I've been just trying to throw together some beats in Ableton for each one. It's more of an exercise in creativity than anything else. I mean, I'm I'm used to playing with real instruments and writing on those, but um, you know, sometimes you come up with a cool uh, effect like. Uh, type of background thing And I can build a whole song off of that So, um I've been making those for each episode Tr- Gonna try to keep that as a thing Just cause I like doing it And it's fun Um, sorry Getting the text messages Um But, uh, but yeah Um Chilling at home tonight, sipping on a margarita You know I'm not, uh not an alcoholic by any stretch but I do like to re- unwind with a nightcap here and there. Um, but yeah, let's talk about these these games. So um, there was a couple things that were big surprises. I was actually just talking about Budokai Tenkaichi 4 with someone at work the other day. I was telling him how my brother and I used to play that game like crazy. And um we would play it on Budokai kaiten kaichu Two on Wii, and um we were so intense, man, we would be doing all the moves with the controllers and we'd be sweating, we'd be doing the five on five matches and uh and it would be intense um but yeah we would we would really go hard in that game so the the idea that uh they're making another one is is so exciting to me. And, um, yeah, when they showed that trailer, I was, uh, I was blown away. Sorry. Responding to a text message, not a real, uh, podcast moment here. It's, it's, it's just typical as soon as I sit down to do something, the whole, the whole universe needs me for random questions. Um, so yeah, uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 4 was definitely one of the things I was just, uh, Super excited about um, the other reveal that was mind blowing was the blade game. Um, hopeful, hopeful that that's just a lot of fun, you know. You know they don't really have to do much, you know. There's a lot of a lot of good games like that out there right now. Maybe like a Ghost of Tsushima style gameplay added with some guns and some other cool weapons that he uses. And you're fighting vampires, man. Like there's not really a lot of games out there that that have done that well. So you know, you've got plenty of of uh, inspiration to draw from to make that work. Um, the other game that looked really that like for me, like as a, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a franchise guy. I won't lie. I like every now and then I'll get to play an indie game that I really like, but for the most part, like I, I like you know I want I want to see franchises that I grew up on that are like now being, you know, milked, you know, I'd like to see them have success in some sort of form. So, you know, the the Jurassic Park game looks really interesting and like, it kind of looks like alien isolation, but, you know, with dinosaurs. So hopefully that's a, that's a good time. Um, so the, you know, in terms of, you know, stuff, I don't, that I know about seeing games come out. Those were the main ones. And then, you know, it's always cool seeing games that weren't on your radar at all and they, they come out and uh, show you something and, and it's really exciting. Uh, I thought the Den of Wolves game looked really cool. Um, you know, obviously they didn't show a whole lot about it. Last Sentinel was another one that looked really good. Um, the uh, Black Myth Wukong game looked really good. That one they showed some gameplay of. It looked. It kind of reminded me of Sekiro a little bit with the how it's like kind of got like some mythological aspects to it, you know. A lot of animal like type creatures and stuff that are, you know, uh, built around that and a lot of sword play. Um, the, uh, the OD game looked awesome. The new Hideo Kojima thing. The fact that it's kind of this collaborative thing with him and a bunch of other, uh, people looks really neat. Um, you know, I love Jordan Peele. I actually just watched Nope recently. I'll probably talk about that on one of the other ones. Um, I finally, finally got around to watching that. And, um, uh, you know, I just think that he is, he's, he's someone with vision. He's someone with creativity and, you know, hopefully he can bring something to this project that, that makes it really fun and interesting. Um, the standout surprise for me was a game called, uh, it's called Tales of Kenzara. uh, Zao. And that one, that one kind of hit me because, um, the presenter came out. I can't remember his name, uh, but you know, he was dressed in like African-American kind of, kind of garb. I don't know. I don't know if that's technically what it was. Hopefully I don't get it that wrong and people are mad at me but he had this really nice cool outfit on it Looks kind of like a, of uh, you know African American kind of African kind of des- designs on it and the, the game looks like it's kind of based in Africa so that's why I kind of assume that that's that's part of it but he told this really amazing story about his father and, and how his father was always very supportive of video games and, and saw it as an art form. And you know, and he said his father passed away, and this game was kind of a tribute to him, and and that just really touched me because I, I recently lost my father, and you know my my dad wasn't a gamer. I, I kind of uh, I've been kind of tributing him more in the music sense, and I'll be doing a lot of stuff for that in in the near future. But you know, it was one of those things where I wasn't expecting it, and you could tell that this was like a big moment for him and they were taking a big you know risk with putting this game out there and and hoping that people will support it and and it looks great to me you know side scrolling uh kind of looks like a metroidvania i don't know if that's the style of the gameplay but hopefully it is cuz i love those kinds of games and um i definitely look forward to supporting that game when it comes out and um hoping that it does well um and and yeah man um i uh you know, in terms of of uh, just not really expecting much... I mean, there were a couple things I was hoping for. I was hoping that we would see an announcement for the Elden Ring DLC. Um, I've been playing Elden Ring... Uh, I've been doing my second playthrough of Elden Ring, which has been kind of sparse, because, you know, the first run-through was about 100 hours for me, and I'm about 50 hours into my second playthrough. But it's just one of those games, man. Like, it's so... There's so many routes you can take and so many different ways you can play it. You just want to soak it up and enjoy as much of it as you can. And uh, so I'm really excited for this DLC. Um, you know, I was hoping for some kind of Resident Evil news. I definitely appreciate that they've been more... Some Some companies do well with, like, not over-announcing things. You know, they could be like, well, Resident Evil 4 killed it. Well, we're gonna release three games next year and, and look at all these games and then like and then, you know, once one kind of tanks, and then another one tanks, and then even if the third one's good, no one wants to buy it because the other two tanked, it's like I appreciate that they're trying to really actually do them well and make them good and fun and make you want to play them for hours and hours. Um so I try not to be I try not to be uh too I try not to be that guy that's like, oh, I want this announcement, I want that announcement. I mean, I mean, I'm ho- I, the other thing too is Metroid Prime Four. You know, I'm I'm so hopeful for that game. My my favorite game of all time is Metroid Prime, and Metroid Prime Two Echoes is, is like right there next to it, and then Super Metroid is right in that like same realm, you know. But the the exploration of those two games and the the way you kind of learn about the world and and what's happening in it by by studying the environment and learning about the culture of the of the race that's the creature that's on the planet and learning what happened there before you arrived like all these things like the way that the, the wonder that you feel when you're in that world is is just so cool and and you know samus is obviously a badass i'd love to see Love to see a Metroid movie, but you know I'm afraid that they wouldn't quite, you know, they wouldn't quite understand what makes the Metroid game special, like the the isolation and the the mystery, and the like overwhelming, the combination of overwhelming odds mixed with the like you know the ultimate badassery of of Samus and and her ability to her abilities and how she uses them to overcome her adversaries is it's just one of those things like it it could be done terribly wrong you know uh you know there's there's like this small part of me that would love to be a that would love to be a director one day and and make some of these movies but you know I not I don't know I don't know what even the director job entails but I can just envision in my head like Man, this would be this would be so amazing, and you know, Samus could be this amazing role model for you know just kids in general. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, Samus is a badass, and I always kind of knew that she was a female because I thinking you know most of the Smash game, I you know I mostly encountered her during the Smash games, and it was I don't think it was any secret. But, you know, as I went back and played some of these other Nintendo games, you know, she definitely stood out as this amazing character that could really be a role model for a lot of people, you know. I think more people could stand to just listen and maybe maybe less, uh, you know, cut the chatter a little bit. But yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I want to talk about today, just keep this simple um, you know the the. I'm excited to see what kind of games we got coming there's obviously it's a big market now there's you know we're kind of getting on to the other side of this uh, you know uh, brain fart the other side of this uh, live service kind of realm where I feel like we're starting to get getting less games that have it as like the main focus and more games that are just having it as like a supplementary thing because you know I don't I don't hate live service as a as a method of supporting a game you know but you got to do it right you got to know that you got to know that you're going to be putting out a product that people are going to play for years to come like you know I think Fort Dun- Knight's done well with it you know they've managed to keep fresh content coming and make it interesting and fun and give you reasons to come back but you know a lot of games are just built on that well we're going to just give you this basic thing and then you need to pay us more to make it better you know it kind of feels like that's the like what a lot of these companies are hoping for these um you know whatever the head top portion of the company is you know you get a lot of Developers, you know, I think the developers, you know, generally want to make great games. You know, they want to make games that are emotional and connect with audiences and tell great stories and are fun to play. But, you know, you've got these executives that are like, well, this game made a bunch of money. So make this more like that game, you know, and it's they have no idea why that thing was successful. They just want you to put things in there that are more that make it more like that game, whether it would be successful or not, you know you know, and uh, one of the games I'll, you know, I, I played a lot was the Avengers game, and I really liked the Avengers game. Uh, it, at its core, I felt like the team that was making it cared about the story and, and the world they were building, but you could tell that they were kind of being forced into this corner of, you know, well, you want people to be able to play it, and you want them to buy skins, and buy this, and buy that, and and then they didn't support the game after it released, and you know, so that a lot of people felt shorthanded by what was, what was being offered, you know, because, you know, the Avengers is a, it's a, the Marvel universe is a big universe, and, you know, you put out a game with six heroes and three villains, it's like, you kind of feel shortchanged, as opposed to, like, you know, you look at, like, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, you know, those were, like, you know, you had this big roster of heroes, and then, tons of villains to fight, even though they were kind of like, you know, cookie cutter type boss enemies, you still got to see like all these characters pop up and, you know, it was kind of a surprise and I felt like they should have tried to utilize that a little more and make it more like, you know, you're you're not, you know, you're just fighting a bunch of these generic enemies and then, you know, you come across some boss and it's just four dudes pounding this boss, you know, until it's dead. You know, there was a couple battles that were cool Like I felt like the There were a couple like the big mech battles that were neat I wish there was like An element of it that felt like You know, everyone had to really chip in In order to defeat defeat The boss as opposed to like You know, it's kind of just up You know, one person could, could Take out the boss on their own While the other three are off You know, lollygagging around But But I digress, you know, that was a game that You know, by the by the time it was shut down, it was like it was a game that should have been at launch, you know, but, uh, you know, that's just it's just a shame. It wasn't like wasn't like Battlefront 2 where it felt like, you know, by the time that game shut down, uh, it was way better than it was at launch, you know, and even because Battlefront 2 was one that I felt like, you know, they they started off with something solid you know they had the they had a solid like you know base game to start with. You know I know that a lot of people rag on the story, but you know it had it in there. And then and then um and then they really built off of that and added in a lot of people things that people wanted and a lot of maps and stuff. But then you could kind of tell like it was you know the the game wasn't getting the support it needed. You know they could have been pumping out a lot more you know a lot more fun stuff. To keep the community engaged, but it could you could kind of tell that the the developers were straining to kind of make the stuff that people really wanted, and then struggling to put out like little things that could have helped support the game, like like, you know, interesting skins and other stuff like that, you know. That was one of those games I felt like they could have done so many cool things, like, you know, like uh, for example, they had You know, they had kind of the galactic, uh, what's the, it was like the Galactic Assault, I think was the game mode. It was like the, it was a very cinematic game mode. As you were progressed through the map, you know, things would blow up, parts of the map would change, stuff like that. And I believe for the most part, at least at launch, they may have changed it later down the line, I can't remember, but you could only play as heroes that were from that era. So you had the prequel era, the, the original trilogy era and the sequel era. And I felt like they could have really easily like made it, made it like more interesting, like maybe have like a skin of Luke Skywalker's like, you know, character model or whatever, but make him just kind of like a generic Jedi or make him like another Jedi that people know. And he's just got Luke Skywalker's abilities, you know, and, and that could have been a fun, interesting way just to kind of, you know, you you create more, create more ability, like more diversity in the game. You're just reusing the assets you have, and you know some people complain about that, but you know at least it would have opened that door. And then you know, and then you have like a lot more characters at your disposal, and you'll you don't have to like put all this effort into it. You know, you could have had like a instead of Darth Vader, you could have had like a. A version of um <clears throat> i don't know i don't know who you could replace darth vader as maybe, maybe not every character needed to be like a, a double of the other but you know you could have had like a um you know a, a version in the sequel trilogy that was like a maybe a version of one of the praetorian guards or something and he, instead of a lightsaber he's got like one of those staffs or something and you know, there were there were just ways ways you can reuse the assets so you don't have to spend a bunch of time, you know, building new models and or not models, uh, animations and stuff like that, just to, you know, kind of have have, you know, an equal amount of stuff across the whole game because it kind of felt like the original trilogy had, um, a lot of stuff in it, and then this, the prequel and the sequel trilogy was very kind of. Uh, Barren until the very end But you know (laughs) Thanks for listening to that rant On uh, video games Uh, And I will have some new episodes up this week I'll probably drop this as a bonus episode In the middle of the week Just to you know Hopefully kind of catch on that The hype from the game awards And um, I'll see you all next week And be safe out there It's that holiday season Drive drive carefully, you know, don't go through the light if it's yellow. <laughs> I'm, you know, by me, I have a mall, and that's what a lot of people do. It's like the light turns yellow, and, and, and the other side of the intersection is already backed up, and then you get, like, a bunch of people backing up the intersection and blocking other people from going because someone couldn't just, you know, wait for the next light. It just, you know, causes a whole bunch of commotions, and a bunch of people want to... You know, hit each other with folding tables and stuff. So, you know, just be safe out there. Look out for each other. You know, online shopping is a thing. You know, you don't have to go out there. Learn how to do it. It's not that hard. You know, there's always, you can always learn a new, a new skill. Um, so, yeah, that's all for today. Uh, take it easy out there.